Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. is an exciting and challenging day to be alive. So glad to be with you again on our Victory Church Weekly Podcast. And I still encourage you again to um, uh, make contact if you like. My uh, email address is pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Any questions, comments, etc. you may have as we talk on various subjects and topics. My purpose for these podcasts is just to be able to connect with uh, the people here at uh, our church, Victory Church in Raleigh, um, uh, during the week. And, uh, you know, the spiritual gift I have is that of teacher. So, you know, that's just come, the word just comes out of me that way. So, I, uh, you know, I want to honor the Lord and also want to be a blessing to others. So, uh, that's the reason we share what we share. I've been talking about um, the value and purpose and need for a really strong conscience today, uh, the last number of podcasts. So I want to continue that. I'm talking about um, uh, 10 things to know about the conscience. I'm right in the middle of that. Listen, the world is becoming so much more of a self-centered and lawless place. And now is not the time to have a weak conscience, right? This is, boy, this is a day you need to, we need to have a strong belief system and then a strong conscience that be, that becomes a barrier for us or a wall that keeps us from uh, doing things that so many now are giving themselves permission to do, even though they say they're believers. So, you know, if I want God's best, I've got to, you know, I've got to honor God from my heart, have a good, a good heartfelt uh, relationship with Him. And let me just say, to have a heartfelt relationship with the Lord means First of all, his word must be first and foremost and center in my life. To love Jesus is to love his word. Uh, to love Jesus is to obey his word. Um, if you love me, he said, keep my commandments. That is, keep my word. This is not a religious thing. This is a, a heartfelt thing of if I love someone, I want to honor them, and I want to give them my best. So that's what he's, that's what he wants from us. So again... Now's the time to have a really strong conscience. So again, we're talking about 10 things about the conscience that we need to know. Um, the first one is we live in a conscienceless age. We've talked about that. Secondly, we defined conscience, that inner sense of what is right or wrong in one's conduct or motives. Number three, uh, conscience is the voice of the human spirit speaking to us. Um, I could have developed that more, but let me just say about uh, the idea of conscience being the voice of the human spirit. You know, Romans eight fourteen again says, as many as are led or guided by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that word uh, for sons of God is the mature sons of God. As you grow in God, more and more your human spirit, the, your, the real you is trained in the word the more the real you is conscious of God's presence on the inside and conscience, uh, conscious of the Word of God, then, and, then you know, you're, you're, the, the voice of the human spirit can become more and more authoritative as you give into it. And this, you know, I've noticed that I've been with Jesus. I'm into my, what, what is this? Uh, wow, 46th, uh, 47th year. And, um, you know, uh, just walking with God and, and getting into the Word has 
has, has, um, has been such an honor to me. And, you know, when you think about the conscience being a voice, there's all kinds of voices, 1 Corinthians 14 says, and you got to be able to separate those voices. Um, there is the voice from the outside, the voice of the world, the voice of others that comes to us and our thoughts. And we have the voice of our own thoughts that, that is a hodgepodge of things we ingest from all the varying sources we get information from. And uh, there can also be a voice from the exterior, which is the, the voice of the enemy. And it's often accusatory, with asking accusatory uh, questions. It's a deriding voice. So, you know, we need to learn to de de define and de determine when the voice of the enemy, demon spirits that are in the atmosphere that we can't see, uh, may, be, may be speaking into our thought life. They can do that. Um, there is also the voice of the Holy Spirit from the inside, which is, which is much more authoritative than the voice of the human spirit of the conscience. And uh, it's very clear. You can go through the book of Acts, and the Holy Spirit uh, would not allow Paul to go to a certain place, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that's a very authoritative voice. And, you know, he, he doesn't speak authoritatively unless, unless maybe we're not listening or we're about to get into trouble you know, um, so I, I, you can tell the difference. And then there is the quiet voice of conscience that seems to meander or float up from within. That's the voice that we want to train because the primary way that God speaks to us is the Holy Spirit influencing our human spirit. And he influences our human spirit through the word. So obviously, the more I get into the word, and the more I develop my interior person in knowing the Word of God, the clearer conscience becomes. And see, that's a, that's a tremendous thing. Again, there is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I didn't plan to get hung on this point, but I need to share this. Listen, there is the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit that speaks. Now, let me give you a for instance in my life. I shared this uh, quite a while ago in the podcast. I do this when I'm talking about praying in the Spirit and such. I... Again, in 2004, I was on the way to India, uh, and long flights and such, and I'd just taken off uh, from Raleigh going to Atlanta to catch a flight to London, England, and then on to India. And um, boy, I, I, and I was having experiencing some really, really strong physical challenges, and, um, and, and just to hone in on what I'm talking about, I, I was there in the airplane on the seat, so uncomfortable. So I got up and I just said, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom and loosen my belt. And uh, anyway, uh, when I did that, as I, as I was walking to the bat bathroom, now, now this is an example of the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. I heard inside me, Mitch, don't get on the next flight until you know what is wrong with you. And that was God. And I, it, it wasn't just my conscience. It was something that so, was so much stronger than conscience. It was authoritative. It was very strong. And it came up from inside of me. And I recognized that's the Spirit of God. And y'all, it was so strong and was so determined that when I heard it, I, I was uh, shocked. And um, I knew that if I disobeyed that voice, that it would cost me deeply. And so, boy, one step off the plane when we landed in Atlanta. I told the, the attendant, I'm in trouble, I need help. And they took me again to triage. My appendix had burst, unbeknownst to me. And, and see, if I, if I had just 
doggedly and determinedly with my own faith. I'm going to get on the next flight. In Jesus' name, I'm going to be okay. You know what? It could be that I would not be here today. So, you know, when the Holy Spirit said all that, say when the Holy Spirit speaks, very authoritative. There's always a real strong purpose behind his speaking. Uh, and, and you'll find that to be true. So learn to differentiate uh, the conscience being the voice of the human spirit speaking. Again, let me say, that's the primary way. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8, 14, they're the sons of God's primary way God speaks to us. And then Romans 8, 10, uh, 16, I really like hit the Spirit himself uh, bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. So there's an inward witness of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's primarily a conscience thing. And, and that's what I want you to see. You develop that ability to hear. So all through these decades of walking with God, you know, it really is a lot of trial and error when you first get started. If you feel like the Lord's speaking to you, write it down. Have a journal. Have somewhere where you keep concise uh, uh, notes on the thoughts that you have that continually come up to you. And uh, if you do that, then you can finally hone in on the voice of God, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit, I should say, the voice of the human spirit. And then voices from the exterior, uh, uh, mental hodgepodge of all kinds of, of thoughts and ideas that come up. And that's just your own reasoning faculties. And then, and then there is the voice of the enemy that comes from without. And, and sometimes that can be a strong voice as well. But, you know, uh, if you tune into the Word, again, that's the key. Tune into the Word. You can learn to differentiate those varying voices. And, boy, today is really the day to live by conscience, to live by the human spirit, our human spirit, as influenced by the Holy Spirit. And to do that, you got to live by the Word. So, you know, the first, first choice I've got to make is I've got to be a person of the Word if I'm going to be a person that is led by my spirit person, and led by conscience, and and uh, without being a person of the word, my conscience. Listen, if I don't develop myself in the Word of God, uh, I'll never develop my conscience to the point that it's strong enough to guide me and lead me and keep me from all of the influences that are in our culture today that are seeking to mar our relationship with the Lord. I hope that makes sense. That's really strong. So this. This, uh, this third one, conscience is the voice uh, of the human spirit. And uh, I, I can't encourage you enough. Do the things necessary to, um, to develop your conscience. And again, the more I get in the Word, the more my conscience is developed. I, I just got to spend some more time on this. Listen, I, I spent a lot of time in uh, you know, my early years, back, uh, back when I was in my uh, late teens and then 20s, uh, boy, my mind was so undisciplined. It's not that it was uneducated, it was undisciplined. And let me say it again. You can have an, an educated but undisciplined mind. That is, you allow your mind to rule and dominate you and allow you to go places and do things that God says don't go and don't do. See, and uh, so, so that was my challenge. I, and, and then you can be so stubborn that you do what you want to do when you want to do it, regardless of who, who says anything about it. That can be a real problem. And see, that's part of a huge problem today. We're, we're in a very permissive place in Americans' culture. And that permissiveness is costing us. It's costing us the blessings of God. The eventual end of that is going to be a real degradation in our culture. So, again, so boy, for me, I, I've just really had to 
hone in on the word. And so for me, what helped me the most in developing my human spirit so that I can hear the voice of God and obey him and, and not be sidelined and sidetracked by the world, the flesh, the devil, so to speak, uh, the three enemies of the Christian life, is uh, just getting in the word. The word the word is a powerful, powerful thing. We don't, I don't think we realize how strong the word of God is. It's a, it's a, it's a power. The word is a power. And, and it has supernatural power. It has, the word has Holy Ghost power on it. Um, the word has holy power in it. It, 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 will, it will cure you of doubt. It will cure you of fear. It can, it can cure you of uh, debilitating habits that you have that hinder your relationship with those close to you or that hinder your relationship with the Lord because you find yourself in a quagmire, a, a muddy place where the flesh is just messing with you constantly. I'll tell you the word. You know the cure for life? Jesus said, if you continue in my word, John 8, 31, then you're my disciples indeed. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. There's just something, y'all, about the word of God. I tell you, it'll test you. It'll try you. It will change you. It will minister to you. In fact, I was uh, looking at my, uh, I, I take notes when I read. And here's a note from many, several years ago uh, when I was reading a book. Uh, and this note is a quote from Smith Wigglesworth about the word. I just thought about it as I was talking. He said about the word of God, read it through, write it down, pray it in, work it out, pass it on. He said the word of God changes a man until he becomes an epistle of God. That is really good. Let me say it again. Read it through, Smith Wigglesworth said about the word. Read it through, write it down, pray it in, work it out, pass it on. The word of God changes a man until he becomes an epistle of God. Y'all, I really, really, really like that. And, uh, you know, again, there's, there's power there's power in the word of God. Jesus said in John 6, 6 to 3, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. There's something about the word of God that has the ability to get into human personality and bring some, some strident changes to how we live life. It's a powerful thing. You know, um, cultures in history, that want to dominate through tyranny, the people groups, you know, they don't want the word of God in that population because the word of God brings a clearness of thinking. It brings a freedom from fear. It brings a self-preservation. It brings an honor to God, and it's able to sniff out wrong so well. And that's, that's, that's the, just the power of the word of God, and y'all, we need the Word. See, the Word, because it's so powerful, it has an amazing, amazing way of, de of developing uh, the conscience of a human being. So I think it's, it's really, really cool. While I'm, uh, while I'm talking to you, I've got these scriptures that are just flowing through me. Let me see if I can find this one. And here it is, um, uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, Amplified. I read uh, the Bible in different translations and 
one through the years I really like is Amplified. This is Amplified Classic. They revised the Amplified in 2015, but this is the old classic uh, that I bought in 1977. So, and we also, it says 1 Thessalonians 2.13. This is talking about the power of the Word. And we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you receive the message of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the Word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. I just have always loved that phrase that the Amplified Bible adds to 1 Thessalonians 2.13 when it says, the word is exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. Man, if we ever needed, right, superhuman power, don't we need it today? And see, it's available for free. It's, it's the Word of God. You get it on the inside of you, it can do what no psychiatrist can do, no psychologist can do, no what, what no piece of medication can do, what no drug can do. It can change you inside. And the cool thing is it really, really makes the conscience tender and sensitive to God. Again, Hebrews 4.12 amplified, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of breath of life or soul and the immortal spirit and of the joints and marrow, or of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. See what the Word of God will do? See, you start, you, you get, you, when, when we purpose not just to read our Bibles, you know, in the morning before we start our day, but let the Word get on the inside of you. Let it dwell in you richly, like Paul said in Colossians 3.16. When you choose to do that, I'm going to tell you, the Word of God, <laughs> oh, it, it changes how you think. It changes perceptions. And see, that same Word develops our conscience. And we're living in a day, again, we need to develop our conscience. And the only way I see to develop a clear God-honoring conscience is to be a person of the Word of God. So let me say it again. I started this earlier, uh, just a few minutes ago, that... You know, when I was young, I started the habit of meditating on Scripture, and I still do that to this day. I, um, anytime I wake up during the night, I woke up last night, I just have portions of Scripture that I let go through my mind that I have memorized over the years. And I encourage you to do that during the day. Uh, if, if I have what I call idle mental time, I'll take time to meditate the Word. That is, let Scripture go over and over and over in my mind. I let it rotate. That is, go over and over. What are you doing? You're, you're developing... Well, you know, you're renewing your mind when you do that. You're cleansing your thought patterns when you do that. You're balancing your emotions out when you do that because emotions in a healthy person follow thought. Um, you're also developing conscience. So, so, so see, I feel led to say this. Uh, you're, you're listening today and you're challenged in a particular area of life. You're not happy with what you're yielding to. Go to the Bible. Go to the Word of God. Go to a concordance. Find scriptures that deal with, with whatever you're facing and, and beef up your conscience, as it were, in that particular area of life. Let me say it again. Um, uh, when I first came to the Lord, one of the first things God dealt with me on was, was my words. I did not value words 
the way that I should. So I took, I remember a Sunday afternoon in October of 1976, I took a highlighter, took my, I took my Bible, King James Bible at the time. I read the entire book of Proverbs that Sunday afternoon. We had Sunday morning and Sunday evening church at the church I attended at the time as an 18-year-old. And But in the afternoon, I read the entire book of Proverbs. I was sitting at the dining table in, uh, in uh, I was staying with my, at my parents' home. I was still at home. And um, I was at their dining table in their dining room on the end. And there I was. Uh, and I underlined in yellow every, every scripture, Proverbs 1 through Proverbs 31, that had the word words, lips, conversation, mouth, anything like that, anything that had to do with speech. I, under, I highlighted it in yellow. And you know what happened? I would read that. I would take some time after I did that, that Bible. I would take the book Proverbs, just flip. I'd flip until I saw a yellow highlighted. Uh, scripture and I would read it and you know what happened to me it literally changed my conscience with respect to words and I learned the value of words I learned not to talk in a derogatory way to, uh, about people uh, I learned that words are valuable words are powerful words are a force words have the power of life and death words can can slay words can make alive um, words pattern our lives and it cured word habits I had of, um, of sarcasm, of gossip, of uh, talking down to myself with my self-talk that nobody could hear and of, of talking about others in ways that were derogatory. It, it just did so much. I learned the value. And that's one of the first times I did that. I took that, and, and it so helped me with my speech patterns and my words that I, and I learned to value words that I took that to other areas. I, I, had, uh, I could have out-of-control anger. Well, I went to the scriptures to deal with out-of-control anger. As a man, I had to deal with lust in my life as a young man. And you know what? Lust is off the chart today because of the way people dress. They show, they show their bodies in ways that never should be shown. It's terrible. So again, you got to deal with these kind of things. Get in the Word. I got in the Word about that. I got in the Word about relationships. I got in the Word about loving people, forgiving people, and you know, so much. So you see, you develop your conscience. Watch. You can have a conscience developed in one area, and it's not developed in another area. Having said that, you develop your conscience in one area, and it moves you to develop your conscience in another area. So my encouragement, you may be listening to me say, well, Pastor, I'm a bit overwhelmed. I, I'm out of control in so many areas. What's the biggest area? And, and the Lord, what, what is the Lord highlighting to you right now? What do you need to deal with and change? What, what's, what's costing you the most right now, so to speak? Well, start dealing with that first. For me, you know, I hadn't been saved for just a few weeks, and the Lord dealt with me about my words, and that's when I went to the book of Proverbs. That, that, that started a series of events over the years and decades now that has changed my life. It's changed my world because it changed my life. You know what? We'll change yours too. Friend, seek to develop your conscience. The only way to do it is to get into the Word. It's the Word of God that develops us. It's the Word of God that changes us. It's the Word of God that, that changes how we think, and, and hence it changes, how we, it changes how we live. It's just so good. 
In fact, Peter, I'll, I'll stop with this, 1 Peter 2, 2. Like do, newborn babies, amplified, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto complete salvation. He's talking about the milk of the word. Devour, devour the word like a baby sucks on a bottle and boy, that baby's going to grow. You get, on, you get in the word and ingest the word, you're going to grow spiritually. So I hope this has blessed you today. I didn't go where I thought I would go with my podcast today. We'll get it next time. We're talking again about uh, 10 things that we need to know about conscience. This third one I got stuck on today. Conscience is the voice of a human spirit speaking to a seek to develop your conscience. Uh, the next time I, I want to talk about the fact that conscience must be trained. And I want to talk about some practical things about our spiritual life and uh, our natural life. I think you really enjoy it. Father, minister life to us today as we go about doing what we do. Make us a blessing to others. And Lord, may we seek to develop conscience in all that we say and do. Help us to do it. Help us to become tender and sensitive to you by listening to the voice of our human spirit that's trained in your word, in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.